0: This very special episode of the GCSAA podcast, episode number 20, is presented in partnership with our good friends at Bear Environmental Science, makers of the Stress Guard line of fungicide products, as I'm sure you already know. Bayer is focused on providing technical expertise and innovative solutions for superintendents that maximize turf quality and make superintendents' jobs easier, and a great example of that innovation are those Stress Guard fungicides. For more about Bayer and the Stress Guard line of products, go to environmentalscience.bear.us slash stressguard. That's S T R E S S G A R D. Once again, environmentalscience.bear.us slash stressguard. And one more tip of the cap to everyone at Bear for their support of this podcast. So we are back again, and I'm excited you're along for the ride. I'm Scott Hollister, the editor in chief of Golf Course Management Magazine, and the host of this humble podcast. And wherever you're listening to us today, I hope your winner is giving way to spring and your 2020 is off to a great start appreciate you taking the time to download and listen to this episode and we've got a great one lined up for you as we chat with the new president of GCSAA Mr. John Folling John is the certified golf course superintendent at Kalamazoo Country Club up in uh, southwestern Michigan and this conversation with John is really a companion piece to the uh, cover story in the March issue of GCM which I was lucky enough to author had a great visit to Kalamazoo Mizzou at the end of last year to work on that story with John. So while I was there, he and I sat down to record this podcast. We talk about John's career in golf, his involvement in helping shape the state GCSAA chapter in Michigan, uh, what he hopes to accomplish in his year as president of the National Association. And for those who have seen him ever uh, climb behind a drum kit, well, yes, we we dive into uh, John's love of music and his years of touring the country with the country rock band, the Bronx brothers that he's been a a part of for nearly uh, 15 years now. John's a great guy who has given a ton uh, over the years to Kalamazoo Country Club, to the Michigan golf industry, and of course to GCSAA as a member of the Board of Directors. Also a heck of a drummer if you've ever seen him. So I think you will uh, enjoy this conversation with John Fulling and hopefully my cover story on him that is in the March issue of GCM. Before we get started, a quick reminder to check out the GCSA podcast archives if you haven't already done that. Uh, and most notably, I want to bring your attention to the two podcasts that immediately precede this episode that we recorded live and posted during the recent golf industry show in Orlando. Had two great guests join us for episodes 18 and 19, golf course architect Gil Hands and Oak Hill Country Club superintendent Jeff Corcoran. And I really enjoyed talking with both those guys in front of what was essentially a live studio audience that kind of gathered in and around the GC. Uh, Trade show booth while we were recording those. Already planning on doing more of the same when GIS visits Las Vegas in 2021. But for now, I guess you'll have to uh, satisfy yourself with checking out what we did in Orlando uh, in the GCSAA podcast archives and really uh, any of the podcasts that came before. Wherever it is, you get your podcasts, is where you can find those. So with that, let's get after it. It's episode 20 of the GCSAA podcast in my conversation with GCSAA president John non fulling CGCS. Well, it's funny you uh, you showed me the uh, microphone laying around your office. Some of the other musical um, bits. Most of the time when I'm doing this uh, podcast, it's with folks who don't have a lot of experience with this. That is not the case with you. I imagine this is not the first uh, microphone that you've <laughs> used in your uh, your time.
1: It's not. It's not the first today. Probably won't be the last today either. Yes. <clears throat> <laughs> no. I uh, yeah. I spent most of my life uh holding a mic or at least speaking into a mic and yeah I know if you looked around this office you wouldn't know I mean it's a combination of turf and then there's equally there's a keyboard there's you know 15 drum heads a mixer mics there's everywhere I mean yeah I guess I never thought about it till you pointed it out
0: yeah, yeah well yeah. it's a, it's very appropriate then that we're uh, that All I'm right. bringing my uh, my podcast equipment uh, uh here um People will read a lot about your your involvement with the Bronx Brothers and and, and your love of music and, and things like that. But you know, and I won't we won't dwell on it here because you and I kind of went into the rabbit hole earlier uh, on our on our bands and and things that we like. But uh, um, so you have played with some some amazing people, yeah. uh, had a chance to open for Kenny Chesney, Jay Cohen, guys like that. Um, what is your most memorable live performance? Would it be one of those times where you've had a chance to play with really recognizable stars? Or are those some of the experiences that we talked about earlier? And I, I'm, folks can probably read about this in the magazine, the the stump the band experiences. What is What are the most memorable uh, experiences that you've had in, in music?
1: Well, the, uh, the big shows are always memorable. <clears throat> so I, I, I don't care who you are. When you hit the ten thousand people out in the audience mark, um, it's different, and you know, playing to thirty thousand or forty thousand people is is an experience that you know, if you think about it, very very few people ever get. I mean, it, and I'll tell you, it's equally uh, frightening as it is exciting, and for for me, I don't. I you know I I don't have stage fright uh anymore. I don't you know uh one thing that that being on a stage my whole life has done is you know most people get up and they do public speaking and they're scared to death and they're sweaty and I mean, I don't feel anything anymore. So sometimes you got to hit 40,000 people to feel anything.
0: That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> but it's now it's been uh, those those and and then they're 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 not different. They're not all the same. They're just they're all the same. I yeah. wish yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's really it's really interesting because it's there, you know, it's ter- terms of memorable for memorable on a stage for me, something else has to happen. You're gonna be something happening out in the right. audience or you right. know, I'll tell you what happened one time. We were at a place and this guy threw a uh uh, you know, drunk people and whatever threw a I mean a, a, a one of those Bar glasses, sixteen ounce beer glass, yeah. across the room and and and, and hit a, a girl in the head and and I mean there were there were bouncers jumping. It was like a movie jumping <laughs> on top of the table and diving over people. Wow, that's the kind of memorable that a, yeah. that a band guy remembers.
0: Well, of course, I mean, you're playing, you you, you say you're, you're playing a, you know, at one time you're playing maybe 100, 120 shows a, a year, yeah. maybe around 80. I, I would, yeah, The from the musical standpoint, and man, we really nailed that one the 100th time we played it. It's probably much less sticks in your mind than, than, than stuff like that. That's, uh, that's kind of wild.
1: Yeah, don't remember... Uh, or not? Not that I don't remember. Uh, yeah, there's nothing memorable. Plan wise, yeah, you're right. So every every song, you know, we've played thousands of times. It every sh- every show is the same. Every every performance is the same. Y- you know, you hear <clears throat> musicians talk about, "Wow, we were we really nailed it tonight," you know, and and we're really on. And sometimes that's true, but most of the time, when you've been playing as many and as long as we, it's it, it it it's always consistent. That's the beauty of doing that so much in yeah. professional. Professionals don't have bad nights, you know, generally. Right. Uh, so, no, it's, yeah, it's a lot. It's, yeah. A lot of shows.
0: Will there be any uh, Bronk Brothers shows at the Golf Industry Show uh, in the coming years?
1: Well, the coming years, I don't know. We've been, we you know, we've been asked. We did... Um, 2012 in Las Vegas, we did. Um, okay. Well, we were we were there. We 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 played probably four or five times during that
0: show. Um. I think I recall that. Yeah, yeah. Around oh. some of the events, so just as the music, we did, that, yeah, yeah, we
1: did. You know, the openings, and we did certification, and then we did uh, close. We did all kinds of stuff. Um, it was just really, it was a really cool experience. Uh, I don't. I can't even remember how or why uh, it ended up that we became the house band for for the show that year, but uh, we did, and uh, and I have had people say, well, boy, wouldn't it be cool if, you know, if the band played during your presidential year? I'm like, have you ever seen what happens for the president for the show? <laughs> I mean, you're you're led around. <clears throat> you're led around by people, you know, and, and the schedule... Is in fifteen minute increments.
0: Oh yeah, for yeah. F-
1: four straight days. I, th- I don't think the band going to be able to play
0: this <laughs> year. <laughs> or they they might they might play they might play without you. Uh, well, that's that's the fact.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Um, no, no. But well, I think we'd eventually certainly love to do do that.
0: Yeah, I remember I had those those have been neat additions to the to the show to having. Um, that might have been the first year that, that there was basically, quote-unquote, a house band that, that was performing and oh, was. maybe leading into openings and closings and various I, events.
1: Well, I got it now. You jarred my memory. Now I know how it started. Mm-hmm. So Tom Nicolai, Dr. Tom Nicolai, right. Michigan State, um, uh, does, does the Turfgrass Talk Show. Of course, yeah. Well, that started here. And, and so... Uh, we, he asked me, I had nothing to do with the talk show, but he, he, for the very first one in Michigan, he says, I need a band. I'm like, man, I, I, okay, yeah. what, what do we need a band for? <clears throat> so we actually did it a couple of times in Michigan, very uh, successful, and and I think, uh, you know, people caught wind of it and, and got them. That was the first one then yeah. at the show in Las Vegas, and... He thought, what the heck? You're gonna be there, I'm gonna be there, let's bring the band. And so once the band was coming for the talk show, uh, then I think uh, you know the the, the folks for the conference, Jana and, and, and wrangles us into just, hey, why don't we play this? And then well, why don't we play certification and why don't we play this event? I'm like, okay, we're good.
0: Uh, yeah. Next thing so, you know, you're the uh, the official band yeah, of the uh, golf industry show.
1: Yeah, now they have a band every year doing different things.
0: They do. They do. Well, well you're your two worlds colliding there. Um, really- what did your bandmates think of – I'm sure they wandered the trade show when they had an opportunity oh, and yeah. stuff like that. What do they think of the whole uh, spectacle that is uh, the golf industry show?
1: Oh, they love it. <clears throat> yeah, they, 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 they'll they ask, you know, hey, I mean, do they need us back again? It's really good. Well, because you get there for them. I mean, you you know we're used to going one night, one night, one night. You know, and then right. and then you move, and and it's 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 a horrible existence. You know, it really is. I mean, being in a band, unless you're right, unless you're Mick Jagger, <laughs> uh, and you are flying to your next gig that is already all set up for you. Right. Um, it's pretty tough life. So you get to Las Vegas, or get somewhere where you know, hey, you get a pretty nice hotel for four or five nights, and yeah. you know, you got some people to help because you can't touch anything because everything's union out there. <laughs> of course, it's, yeah, it's a pretty good world for a musician.
0: Yeah, that's not bad.
1: Yeah, so they 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 would love to. I think they would love to do that.
0: That's that's not mm-hmm. bad. Well, two worlds colliding. Yeah, your your musical world and your GCsA uh, uh, service, and and we'll kind of. I don't know if I have a good segue, but I'll tra- transition into that. We were we were speaking earlier um, um, about the uh, the challenges when people ask you what you want to accomplish in your one year on the job. Obviously, you've you've served on the board for I guess when you're done, it'll be nine years. Is uh, that yeah. that's pretty much most uh, yeah. most of the folks who make their way through the through board service do that, and so kind of hard to isolate a single year and say say what you would want to accomplish. So maybe we'll just take it from um, you're a working golf course superintendent. You've been here 26 years, um, uh, Kalamazoo Country Club. Um, you're a part of the golf industry. Uh, mm-hmm. Taking a look, where do you where do you see the industry now? Um, it's had its ups. It's had its downs. Um, you've had a front row seat as a, as a member of that industry. Yeah. Um, to that, where where do you think we are now? Uh, tail end of 2019, heading into into 2020, um, and as we head into your year as as GCSAA president.
1: Well, from an industry standpoint, I mean golf in general. I I think I'm I'm I'm, I'm starting to get a little happier, uh, a little bit more optimistic about I guess the whole thing because you know golf golf is a lot of things, and golf is you know the greatest sport in the world and and but golf is also you know there, there's a lot of there's a lot of tradition and a lot of grasping on to what we used to have you know for for dear life sure. you know at the risk of change and what we're seeing now i think we're we're really starting to see some innovation some thought some some change some uh you know you know you've got the generation, every generation is different, but it 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 really seems like the these millennials and and younger yet, you know, they've got, because they've grown up so different than 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 really we did, it's a faster paced and and I, I think in many ways they're, I mean, they're they're much smarter, they're much more uh, efficient with their lives and their stuff. And so the idea of a four, five, six-hour round of golf is 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 foreign to them and that's not wrong. And what we're I think what we're starting to see are the realization that it's time. It's time to do some things. It's time to change. It's time to really take a look at it, try to keep golf, you know, um, certainly the spirit of and 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 the, the game intact uh, and maybe offer some some different ways to present it. To get people into it, to reignite a fire uh, for it, and you're seeing that you're seeing some of the you know the the top golfs and the yeah. the simulator yeah. things and and the the gaming and the relaxing and and uh, uh, golf becoming more of a social um, event and you're you're seeing things like hey you know now you can play some music while you're playing golf and and you know you. You don't necessarily uh, have the the you know the address code that most people can't achieve to play. I mean, it's it's really starting to turn, and I think you're going to continue to see that. I think you're going to see uh, both clubs and golf courses, golf properties. Uh, thinking differently, changing the way their golf courses are set up, going to short uh, type courses, three hole, six hole, anything. And then uh, I think they're going to intermix the technology and the screens and the this and that. I mean, all that stuff to get to really bring an experience that eventually will cater to and be enjoyed by uh, multiple generations, most importantly. The youngest generations, right? It's only about them, right? You know, I, I mean, right. it's only ever about them. And as much as we want to, we want to do things, you know, for the existing or the older generations today. Bottom line is, and I don't know, uh, you know, fate uh, has yet to lose that we know of, <laughs> and the younger generations, right, have yet to lose. They win. Mm. they will win undefeated and they will always win and so I, I think it's really nice to see uh, again in an industry where you you got some you got you got some older holder honors
0: right of course
1: yeah uh, yeah to, to, it's 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 really getting better so um, uh,
0: yeah I, I, I think there's room you know I think there's definitely room to mix what's great about the tradition of the game. Um, the tradition of of you know your side of the business and the golf course management uh, side with a lot of the the new things and and really it's more just about adapting uh, to continue to thrive continue to, to be strong and I mean there I, as we were talking earlier about some of the uh, some of the uh, uh, you know GCSA initiatives and programs that might hold the most promise. Going forward, the ones that we really talked about it did involve the next generation, um, and <clears throat> maybe it wasn't about them picking up a golf club, but it was about introducing them to the game through the eyes of the superintendent. Through STEM education, through golf course management, and and a program about the first green, and I mean you you were really enthusiastic. I, I think about uh, the first green and, and the promise that 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 holds uh, for for our business and for GCSAA.
1: Oh, well, uh, I was and I am, and no, I, I do. I I think clearly again. It, it, it's about it's about. Youth. It's about introducing. It's about awareness. It's about getting them involved. And uh, golf struggles with that. Now we we try. And the other organizations do great things. And the first tee, uh, the tour is doing great things. And PGA of America is doing great things. And and it, it's all important. And for us, this first green program has been extraordinary. I mean, it's nothing short of extraordinary. It. Finally, now it's been around for about twenty years. Sure, you know, the, yeah. the, uh, a lot of really smart folks in the Northwest started this program uh, about twenty some years ago, and uh, uh, just wildly successful. And 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 got to the point to where it was just it was too big. It was too big to manage. And and you know, as an organization, a national organization, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna help. Uh, of course, we were eminently aware uh, of the program, and 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 had certainly been to many of them. But if you're going to take on a program, uh, that that somebody comes to you and says we need help, the ones you want to take on are the ones that it's getting so big and so popular that we can't manage it anymore. Right? right? I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but that much I can figure out. So this thing is phenomenal. You've got essentially uh, for us in the industry. Let's now, now. let's just talk golf course, golf course superintendent, golf facility, golf. You know, perception. It, it's no secret that you know golf. Golf has had a, a pretty tough go from a perception standpoint, right? Um, none of it f- factual, usually, right? None of it. Uh, however, because... Because of golf status, because of TV golf, because of its 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 uh, again not necessarily accurate uh, tie to wealthy, um, uh, it's a target, and when it's a target for certain groups and uh, it, it, you know it, they are very quick. To to build negative perception. So you start out, you've got this, you've got golf. It's got maybe people don't know, but all they know is ah, oh, it's a golf course, it's bad for this and bad for that. But and and these kids come out to the golf course. They they use, you know, the STEM education as the platform for the program for the first grade. You get 60-80 kids on a couple of buses, teachers there's a relationship you know that superintendents build with school systems at the local level you go and you and 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 you get in and you talk to the teachers and you and you say listen we'd love to have a couple of busloads of kids come out spend three or four hours learn about golf learn about the golf course and 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 they go what you want us to what you want us to bring our kids to a golf course are you crazy but now, GCSA has been able to take and provide incredible, uh, you know, tools and resources and videos and things for the teachers, you know, to help people like me go in and sell this stuff. But what we found out is once you land that school and they come out, the, the floodgates have opened up. They love it. They come out, you set up some some stations and they learn mathematics and environment and 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 you do put a club in their hands. You do. You get, you know, you go on the range and you let the kids swing a club, and have fun, and you take nature walks and you learn about all the the wildlife and, and what happens at the end of that. And the most important thing, what happens at the end, you get a couple of things. The kids are now aware of golf and golf courses in general, which they weren't. Their parents, if they aren't there, their parents at night get to hear how really cool and how much fun they had on their field trip. The teachers at the school now have a completely different. They they, they love it. They understand what it is. Right. All of those things that they heard, uh, they now understand what it really is. And and. And so you're changing the perception of golf courses and golf course management, you know, one, one classroom at a time, but it's, it's a way effective way to do it. And so we've got goals. I mean, we would love to see 20,000 kids a year go through. We'd love to all over the country. We've had them in 20 ish States now. And, and, uh, you know, we had one in Michigan. They're getting picked up by the news. Um, it was on the Detroit Absolutely. News. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, but yeah, talk about potential. I and then and then that that continues on. You know, the next the next waves of that are going to be to develop. You know, first screen type, maybe not just a classroom visit, but programs for some of the older kids and get them to where they're uh, entering, just entering the workforce. Right. Reintroduced now. You get kids out there, hey, you know, what's one of our biggest issues in, in, well, everywhere, but in golf right now is is labor and finding a labor pool. And now you're bringing kids out and, and, and the ones who really are attracted to it are the ones that are going to come to you for jobs. I mean, it's, it's just, I tell you what, I, I try to find something wrong with the, with the program. Yeah. <laughs> I defy anybody to find anything wrong with it. It's, it's unbelievable.
0: Well, a quick break to tell you a little bit about the good folks at Bear Environmental Science, our presenting partner in the GCSAA podcast. As anyone who has worked with Bear can tell you, the company has a deep commitment to providing technical expertise and innovative solutions to the golf course management industry that improve turf quality and make superintendents jobs easier. Among those innovative solutions are the Stress Guard line of fungicides that provide consistent, predictable performance in controlling disease and promoting plant health. Stress Guard fungicides offer immediate aesthetic benefits and long-lasting improvements to turf quality, color, density, and overall health for a better, more consistent plane surface, even in unpredictable conditions. To learn more about how stress guard fungicides redefine ordinary, visit environmentalscience.bear.us slash and that is S-T-R-E-S-S-G-A-R-D. Once again, that's environmentalscience.bear.us slash now let's get back to it. It's our chat with GCSAA President John Fulling, CGCS. Yeah, and it, well, and it ties nicely into another budding um, uh, kind of initiative and relationship that GCSA is trying to build, and that's with the Future Farmers of America. You talk about a little bit older kids; typically, that's who's in, involved with that. We're it's very early in our uh, in the association's work with with the FFA. Um, but I know we've exhibited two consecutive years at their at their big annual uh, convention. Got a lot of uh, of good feedback mm-hmm. like that, and uh, you know, I, certainly um, as we talked earlier, I think there's some some potential uh, there with with FFA, especially as you. As you Talk about the labor uh, crisis that's kind of crunching a lot of guys in a lot of corners of the country. Yeah,
1: no, for sure. Um, so, so FFA, a fantastic program, hundreds of thousands of kids. All right, and and not only is it hundreds of thousands of kids, but hundreds of thousands of kids that already have kind of a bent toward ag. Sure, and outside and it's no they're no stranger to it. They get it. They understand what hard work is and and, and not that other things are hard work. but I mean, they they get it, they already love it. And so now what you're doing um, uh, is in a similar fashion of go, going to like the, the vote vocational votetech type programs, you're given the instructors and the leaders of the FFA programs, options for their kids. They love it. So, you know, you've got uh, the various, you know, many, many uh, types of agricultural uh, jobs. Uh, And what they really want is they want all kinds of options to place their kids. They want success in placing their kids. And so the more you can give them, the better. They love it. FFA loves the idea of turf. Because there's going to be a population of them that really get attracted to it. And, and they're going to get into it. It's going to be success for them, success for us. So I think what we're seeing are, you know, we're getting into real collaborative partnership, win-win, um, that are, are benefiting everyone. Right. You're going to see the next wave of that in the colleges, as well, you yeah. know it, it's it's going to happen. Um, again, it is. It you know we we do that here. Uh, great programs here in Michigan uh, with uh, with some of the inner cities and programs we've been working with uh, that, that you know about, and Battle Creek and whatnot. And again, the goal is is right. The goal is not for us to get labor or for us to. The goal is to help develop young men and women and 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 get them educated and and then get them back into their communities as adults and and business owners and leaders and let them do the same thing right and so uh and and golf is being used as a great tool to do that love it so that's that's the next they want to place kids they want success and 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 we want people to be involved in the industry it's win win you know, I, I love those partnerships. Yeah. All about them.
0: Yeah, and, and <clears throat> as you mentioned, it, it's even if even if those kids either through a first green event or through FFA never work a day on a golf course, you've you've given these programs are giving them an insight into this into this business that they might not uh, have never received from from another another angle so you're so you are starting to those perceptions uh, about the game you're you're starting to make them more accurate you're starting to get to give people a clearer picture of what golf is and um and and i'll I'll transition maybe into into one other area that we had talked about with that holds great promise and that is the uh, the bmp Mm -hmm. uh, initiative that gcsa has has been undertaking the best management practices you had a front row seat to the to what can happen when those are not only created but used a, and adopted by uh, a, a lot of golf courses here in Michigan, mm-hmm. where it's been a, pretty much an unmitigated success, I'm, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> overstating that, am I? Uh, no. The kind of success that you've had with BMPs here, correct?
1: No, uh, not overstating <clears throat> at all. Uh, y- although in, in a different form, same thing. So we, you know, we called it, you know, the Michigan Turfgrass Environmental Stewardship Program. Uh, 21 22 years ago and and but originally formed in the same way uh, not only that that the current BMP program GCSA, uh, was was formed but others uh, around the country and uh, and that is to say that it was it was done in collaboration uh, with uh, the state Agencies all involved, the educators, you know, like Michigan State, all and 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 the superintendents and anybody else in in turf because these were you know just you know all turf. But so yes, uh, a, a success because now we are partners and states. One thing that we know, states love partners. That's right, and. Especially positive partners. States love partners, and states love successes, and successes are industry people signing on, doing it, you know, and and living these types of things. So, what happens? What happened was. Um, At the time, you you, you get involved, you Department of Ag, uh, Environmental Quality, and and, um, other state agencies where those laws are formed, you know. And people think that, you know, legislators are sitting around writing laws. Well, a lot of the laws that we deal with, I mean, they start at the agency level. You know, these are the people that understand what's going on. Right. And so now, a lot of the not-so-good laws might start somewhere (laughs) else, but— what happens is when you do these things like the BMPs, and every state in this country for the GCSAA BMPs, right, the, the committees that were formed involved state agency people, educators, the superintendents, um, uh, and 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 others, but they all sat at the same table. They got to know each other. They put these programs together, they they collaborated not only from the state side. Okay, we we'd like to see this. We'd like to see you know absolutely we can help. But what do you guys do? Well, here's what we do. Oh, we didn't really realize that, right? So you you develop those relationships, whereby this the state agency people, your friends now. When something does happen at the state level, or something comes up, or any question comes up, now they're calling you, and from a an, from a legislative standpoint that's what we want we want to be at the table right we want to be the ones they call not trying to push an agenda we just want them to really understand what is real right the truth and how hard we work for the environment and who we are and our love for the environment and 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 once they understand that, boy, it's awesome. So yeah, so from a, from an unmitigated, I guess, uh, uh, success in the state of Michigan, uh, I uh, you know quote Adam Ikhomis here, who's the executive director for the state chapter, the Michigan GCSA, and and he says all the time, you know, well people ask him, you know, well, does it did it does it work? I mean, how how do you know it works? He says, well, you know, I, I don't really know. What do you mean? He goes, well, you know, you know lack of regulation is hard to track, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> lack of regulation is hard to track. And a lot of that is because we are there, they do call us, they get it. Right, so they understand. So you, they might have when, when, when you, when you're, when you're partners with, you know, state agencies, and, and they're very smart people. They get it. First of all, they're scientists. they that's that's what they do. They they get it. But when you're partners with them, they already know the answer. Somebody comes to them and says, "Hey, they're doing this," and, and they'll go, "Yeah, well, that's that's not exactly true because we work with them every day." Sure, that's what yeah. you want.
0: Yeah, you, you've, you've built the you've built those allies, and I and I really think that the you know the GCSA national program that is that is progressing onward here um, has has taken its lead from successes here in Michigan, successes in Florida, yeah, the successes in Oregon, yeah, Oregon other parts of the yeah. uh, of the country, and really using the, using those as a model. So um, uh, great great stories to tell. Um, we could go on and on and on and talk about. All sorts of things. You've got a big year coming up. Are you excited? Uh, excited for the? Uh, it, I'm sure it'll be. Uh, um, I'm sure you know what you're getting into after you've been on the board for a while. But excited for the uh, for the yeah. opportunities of 2020?
1: Oh yeah, really excited. Uh, yeah, you know, in many ways, uh, it it is as as all of us on the board, you know, are the are the same person i mean essentially just like superintendents live a very similar life to each other i mean you know we we we've, we've all been through everything we've all been through our state and local chapters and our foundations and leader it's kind of what we do and we we enjoy we love it and and in in some ways it's kind of sad because it means the you know the, the culmination the the, the final uh, chapter in this volunteer journey um and in other ways, you know. Oh man, it's been a long time.
0: Right.
1: And but yeah, I'm very excited about it. I think I'm 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 happiest about um, the direction currently that the organization is going. Uh, and from a board standpoint, our our very conscious and concerted effort uh, to continue to move to a strategic. 30,000 foot uh, but forward thinking board that, that really focuses on who we are and what we are, but leaves how we do it to the professionals, which are our staff, our associate, you know, there are association We've got, of an unbelievable uh, staff of association professionals who know exactly how to do all that stuff, and and so you know it's our job to get out of the way, <laughs> and so that's you know we're 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 doing that. But now I'm really excited about again forward thinking, long term sustainability, uh, looking at uh, better ways to uh, to bring uh, great programs and services to our members. Um, You know, the one question, uh, I know you didn't ask this, but uh, the one question I I, I get from people is, why do you do it? You know, or what's, and I love that question because I have an answer. And I've always had an answer. Um, In fact, well, all right, and I'll get in trouble for this. I'll get in trouble for this, but I, but I mean it. If, if there's one thing that I say all day that I, that I don't, I mean, right. I, I believe in, in this, here's the thing as a volunteer, whether you're at the chapter level, this, the, the, or, or GCSA board president, um, if you're only mission in life, every day, if you're not living every day, I am going to do everything I can to help make the lives of every member, both professional and personal, better every day. I'm going to look at every opportunity I'm going to do. If I'm not focused on helping to make the lives of every one of our members better, then I should get out and I should let somebody else do it, right? That's, that's it. That's the goal of our organization. When you make the professional life better in many ways, you make the personal life better, right? More recognition, better money, better life, better education, better feeling, better everything, right? Anything and everything we can do, right? That's our goal. How we do it is not important to me that'll change over time right it's just that we keep doing it that's what we do and then from there it's the game of golf the industry which again for you know for the members is and so that's i that's why i get up in the morning
0: well, it's not bad marching orders. Something that you've uh, that you've really lived through your service to the state of Michigan over the past your service here at Kalamazoo Country Club and uh, coming up uh, to your service to uh, to GCSA. So, uh, pretty good words to live by. I'm not sure there'll be as many groupies um, for board service as there are for the uh, for the band, but uh, um, I'm sure you'll be able to adjust. Uh,
1: yeah, to I, that. well, I can I can uh, I can verify. Uh, that there are not as many groupies for board service. In fact, we're still looking for uh, right. number one.
0: If there's any volunteers, uh, you know how to get in hold of, That's in hold right. of John here. We're Kalamazoo looking for Country number Club.
1: one. That's right. uh, don't have a bus, or, uh, but, you know.
0: <laughs> Maybe we should get a bus. Be, that would be great. Well, John Folling, uh thank you for your time. Thank you for your hospitality. Uh, looking forward to, uh, uh, to working with you as, as the year moves on. So thanks a lot.
1: Thank you, Scott. Happy to be here.
0: Well, that puts a bow on another episode of the GCSAA podcast, episode number 20. My thanks to John Fulling, CGCS, for all the hospitality that he and his wife, Susan, and really everyone at Kalamazoo Country Club showed me during my visit there at the end of last year, and I hope you enjoyed my conversation with John. Before we go, one more plug for the archives for the GCSA podcast with a special emphasis on episodes 18 and 19 with Gil Hands and Jeff Corcoran that we recorded last live uh, during the 2020 Golf Industry Show in Orlando. You can find those and any others you might have missed wherever it is you get your podcast. And while you're at it at those same places, please take a second to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It really helps others find us when you do that. So whether you get your podcast through Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or another podcast service, please take a few minutes to subscribe, rate, and review. We will be back real soon with another episode of the GCSAA Podcast podcast but until then on behalf of our producer evan bissell the good folks at Bayer who partner with gcsaa in the production of this podcast and all the folks here at gcsaa headquarters in lawrence kansas i'm scott hollister thanks for listening and we will catch you again real soon on another episode of the gcsa podcast